You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello! I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Lambgoat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Van <laughs> Flip Podcast. We're starting a second time because we weren't recording the first time, but luckily we only got like 90 seconds into it, Danny. But today I'm joined with, I'm joined by, again, I did the same fucking goof up. I'm joined by Hardcore Royalty today, New York's very own Donnie Diablo, Lordy Zach, the man, <laughs> the myth, the legend, actor, rapper, hardcore legend, man of many hats. How are you doing today, Danny? Good. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Um, it's great to have you on. I know you're a very busy person, so thank you for taking thank the time, you for, man. Thank you, thank you for reaching out, bro. It means a lot. Cool. Uh, well, let's just kick it off. We'll, since we already kind of goofed it, we'll skip that first story. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so what have you been up to lately? I know since the pandemic, you kind of started doing a clothing line, um, some uh, some some rap, uh, some hip hop stuff here and there too. Yeah, uh, you've been acting a lot more too lately too, and I kind of want to get into what you've been kind of doing in the last couple of handful of years. It's well, basically, uh, I moved out to Milwaukee, uh, with the Force Five Records guys out here. So basically, I'm over here. Um, I've been doing, I've been acting with uh, Kamal Ahmed. Kamal is from the Turkey Boys, if you know what the Turkey Boys are. Turkey Boys, for uh, sure. <laughs> so I, we, a lot of people don't know that Kamal was best friends with Hoyer's brother Dave, who passed away, Big Dave. So uh, Kamal, when we were kids, we used to go down to the Lower East Side and like just talk shit. We were, we were too young going to go into the bars, so me, Hoyer, would go outside and talk, and Kamal would be there. We'd just make fun of each other all day. Then he said... One day he's like, oh, he's doing this thing called Turkey Boys. We're like, what the fuck is that? I mean, like, like, we were like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we make money out. Yeah, he pranks calls everyone. <laughs> and, you know, all of a sudden he blew up and put, you know, it was the biggest thing in the world. And now um, he's a director, producer, and, uh, you know, and, um, writer and he, of a show called Crash the System, which on Tubi. And uh, I just finished filming the second season. So oh, nice. I, I've been doing what? that. So. Do you play? Do you play like a reoccurring character oh, on there? God. So, growing up with Kamal is, is fucked up because he's he did this character purposely to fuck with me. So it's it's always so he basically made this character called Randy Roach Trap. So when I saw when I read the, the script, I was like, oh, dude, this guy's killing me. But <laughs> it, it it became one of like I walk in the streets in New York and people are like Roach Trap. It's, it's fucked up. It's funny as hell. So. Was that was that a character from the, the not the crank uh, the crank call times? No, no, he just made it up. Oh, okay, okay. He he's made it up. He's, yeah, it, I was, it was just I I grew up listening to the you know the yeah. jerky voice. So if you were like if there was a character based off of you, even then before I even got into hardcore, that'd be even wild. That would be wild. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's just crazy that uh that you know Kamal's a great person. He's a great actor. You know, a great. Actor, a writer, a comedian, but to work for him, 
has been fucking uh, the best thing in the world. It's, 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 when my, I told my mother that I'm working with Kamal, she goes, behave yourself. <laughs> she told us we're still kids. She's like, behave yourself. I said, oh, he's, the fucking, he's a real director, Ma. He's yeah. like, he made it. He's pretty young. It's, it's hilarious. So, it's cool. Shout when, out to Kamal. When did, you, uh, when did you decide to get into acting? I know you've done, I know you did something like a couple years ago in the early 2000s, you know, but um, how active were you in, at that time? All right, so when I moved to, I moved to L.A., when I moved to LA, I did a. This is crazy. So there was like a, a prequel to Thirty Days and Thirty Night, Thirty Days Thirty Nights, the the, the vampire movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'm in that thing, a prequel. The guy said, "Come down." I, I, I did it. And I didn't even know what this what this guy, the, the the director for that movie, was like Jamie Josh's favorite director. It's like Jamie stood online to meet this director back in the day, and it. Then when we when he saw that I did the prequel, I didn't even tell him I did the prequel for it, and he got so mad at me. He goes, "I'm over here trying to meet the director, and you you worked with the guy." I was like, <laughs> "I didn't even know, bro. I'm sorry." But but the thing is, like, uh, in L.A., you meet all these people. I met uh, my one of my my brothers, uh, Peter Green. He's a famous actor, mm-hmm. and we he's uh, my brother. No matter what, I lived with this guy five years in L.A., five years in the in the city. My brother, I bring him everywhere I go. He's crazy. Yeah, he's one of the best actors in the world. He got me. He helped me out, like t- teaching me how, like, how to act and stuff like that. Just for him telling like pointers. But he's been he's been my 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 um you know the person I go to if I'm going to do something. I ask Peter. Yeah, you, know? you got a lot of connects. I mean, another good, another really famous actor you probably know as well, and you've done some work with in the past is Ice T. So I'm sure. You've probably chopped up some acting, you know, conversations with that man as well. I, I, I want to tell you something. Uh, I just uh, talked to Ice T the other day, and we talk on, a, on the phone, on you know, text and everything. And uh, there's no, there's no one in the world that that is like Ice T. You know, there wasn't no, there wasn't Ice T. There would be no Danny Diablo. You know, he, he, he the, the body count stuff. You know, and uh, he's a real person. You know, a lot of these people, you know, in, in your business, and everything. There's not a person like him. He'll stop. When I when I saw him, I played a show in um, Pennsylvania once, and it was all these rappers. And he came into the, the place, and before he said what's up to all like to Cassidy to BD uh, Seagull, he, he stopped. and said, "Yo, hold on one second. He was like Diablo. He gave me a hug. You know, it's like and it's a real motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because you guys go way back, like you said, Body Count and all those early uh, all the that ice early stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's a Shout out to Ice T. I love that motherfucker. Yeah, I'm trying to get him on the podcast. Two, we we've DM'd a couple times, and a couple of times we've tried here and there. But you know, one day, one day we'll get that man on here. Maybe he'll, he'll check this out and yeah, maybe. That's cool. Hey, if you're listening, Ice T, you're more than welcome to come on here and talk everything. You know, metal, hardcore, and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, acting. Like, so what's the end all be all goal in that? You just kind of want to do as much as you can, or uh, you know, oh, trejo it up or something. I just, you know what? Uh, I always wanted to do acting. I love, I love movies. I love, uh, I love like, you know, that they be like all these fucking musicians want to be actors and actors want to be musicians and it's all intertwined and like then you got Johnny Depp with a guitar and Bruce Willis playing blues and shit like that. Right. You know what I mean? So whatever, it's the same shit. It's like it's all all these guys. Everyone wants to be the center of attention. That's all it is. Yeah. Egos and fucking you know. Yeah, you know it is. Yeah. You got that entertainment bug in you, and I. How, yeah, when when did you realize you had that kind of gene, or you know, I don't want to say defect, but burden of like being the entertainment guy? You know what I mean? I, when I grew up, listen, my uh, my mother played uh, 
uh, flamenco guitar, Spanish guitar, and played the castanets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. My father, my father, did not even give a. He play, He listened to big band music. I mean, my father was older, so, and my, and um, I learned through all my music came to music. My 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 uncle, he was Uncle Taffy. He was like a straight uh, heroin addict. Fucking, but a great guy. And you know, he's six four. He had a glass eye. He's the one that's taught me about like Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and stuff like that. You know, into a crazy Puerto Rican guy was in jail his whole life, and he's like, show me like like Led Zeppelin, Sticks, fucking uh, Blue Oyster Cult, stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Your music, and then I got into all the stuff. But I grew up in Jackson Heights, Queens, so where I grew up, it's all mixed, and and um, it's it, it could be it was crazy. I grew up in. Seventies and eighties, you know. Yeah, so. and I've always like you know even before I knew the exact history because I, I didn't get into hardcore until I was late teen, like really yeah. late teens, early twenties, and I'm forty now, so I yeah. kind of missed. I didn't have an older brother showing me the ropes. You know, I had to yeah. stumble into that shit myself. And living down here in the south is a little different, but I always cor- like correlated the two hardcore and hip hop so close together. And then when you know you do the research and you find out how yeah. really close knit they are, they're born in the same like you know part of the world. We're the born in the same same streets, yeah. right? so it's like we grew up. Me and Hoya grew up with, with Juju from the Beatnuts, Psycho Less from the oh, Beatnuts. Nice. Went, yeah, yeah. went to went to high school. Sasha Jenkins, Elliot Wilson, or oh, went to went to high school with me. So like junior high school with me. Then uh, Steve LaBelle's from my neighborhood. So all these guys, big rap moguls. Who up my neighborhood, bro? Yeah. I mean, like, like these dudes. I so it's funny. I, I used to go to all these clubs. I used to destroy. I used to, when I was young, I was a, I was a kind of a fucking, you know, problem when I was a kid. You know what I mean? And uh, I used to go to all these clubs. I remember I, I bumped into my my fans from Japan, and they'd be like, "What are you doing here?" And I'm like, "Mike, yo, the guy, the guy who throws this club, is my boy. See, you see, see the rapper over there that you love." I robbed his chain last week. Yeah. Okay, I'll do it again. Keep on bothering me. That's how that's how I used to roll. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not. I laugh at it now. But it's crazy, but all those stories you hear, you heard them. I, I laugh. It's funny because like they get all crazy, like they're all distorted and everything. But like I don't like bothering anyone. I like having a good time. Uh, I partied for the last thirty years of my life. I'm just chilling now and just focusing <laughs> on my money yeah. and retiring. I mean, that's all. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like I'm doing good music. I'm doing. I just. I just did the Milwaukee Metal Fest with Jamie Joster, yep. TJ, uh, the pre-party. Hung out with everyone. It was good seeing all the. You know, Milwaukee Metal Fest was so amazing to see all the metal dudes working together. Like I wish hardcore guys could do that. They, they, all they do is talk shit about each other. <laughs> yeah. Hardcore guys are the fucking worst. The metal guys are smart. They know where to get the money. It's it's so crazy. If the if the, if the hardcore guys could be like the metal dudes and this this. Get, yo, do the right thing. Yeah. Get a get a get a get a publication. That's what happened back in the day. There's no publication. The metal guys had fuck all the metal publications. Yeah, the, and, the, the magazines and shit. Yeah, metal metal guys. It'd be one page. It'd be like the, the hardcore page. Right, right, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, whatever. You know, that's that's crazy. <laughs> like, I I, I kind of want to talk to you about that because obviously you you kind of grew up in the birth of all like hardcore and stuff like I, that. Well, listen, I, I, I'm a fucking <laughs> listen. I. Hey, what's up? It's Lurk. Looks like you're enjoying the podcast. If you are and you like what we're doing here on the Van Flip, why don't you go ahead and pause this and give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. If you want to find out any information on your favorite bands from the hardcore and metal scene, visit lambgoat.com. And to stay in the loop about everything that we post on lambgoat.com, make sure you like us on Facebook and you head over to Twitter and Instagram and follow us at lambgoat. Are you a full-grown adult and you also have a TikTok account? Congrats. Follow us on TikTok as well. You can find us under the username lambgoat.com. That's spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. 
Head over to our YouTube channel where we have all of these podcasts in video format, plus a lot more content that you should check out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and you hit that notification bell so you're always alerted when we upload new content. And last but not least, if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LurkCity. And as always, if you need any of the links that pertain to the artists on the show today, Lambgoat or myself, you can always find them in the description. Thanks for listening to this message. Now let's get back to the show. I grew up in uh, I grew up in graffiti before music. Right, 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 so right, right. And we'll get into that too. I definitely want to get. But into the that. thing is, this I am a hardcore kid. Yeah, I can tell you. No matter what hip hop gang culture I got, a mix, a mix, whatever. I'm a fucking hardcore kid. Right, that's, right, my, right. that's my thing. And this is kind so, of why I want to ask you this yeah. question about because the the dichotomy of metal music and and hardcore, because uh, you know. I re- we recently took over Lamb Goat about a year ago, and yeah. part of that was like, okay, well, how can I interject more hardcore into Lamb Goat than was previously? Yeah, and yeah. like you know, I wanted to focus a good chunk of a good chunk of like the time and effort we spent on doing that. But then yeah. when you really take a step back, you realize like because I'm in, you know, I'm engulfed in it. So to me, they're yeah. all everything's on the same level, right? Like hardcore, metalcore, metal. Deathcore, yeah. like all these subgenres so are all level. Little subgenres, yeah, but they're all amazing. level in my eyes. But then yeah, yeah. you know, when I look back, at, when I really have to step back, like I, I was talking with someone and they were like, "Dude, metal is way bigger than hardcore." And I was like, "You know, you're," I forget. And then I go, "You're fucking right." And then I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> how?" I go, "But then I start thinking back, like, why is it bigger? Like, how did it become this bigger thing? And like, why is hardcore so niche?" And I mean, I like, guess. obviously, like the '80s hair band, like you know, Scorpions and Wasp and all that stuff pushing metal into the mainstream at a very early time helped out, but it's crazy that hardcore's never really caught up. And I mean, like, now I, it's catching a little bit, but... You know what, know, know, know what happens in hardcore? They, we'll get someone into, like, we get, like, a mic getter and everything into the, the metal world and do the right thing and help people out, and they'll shit this shit on my getter. They'll be like, oh, fuck you, you sell out. Like, like you know. It's like, you stop it. That's why they, they all these guys... Are fucking sixty years old and they're still doing bad. They're still playing shows just to make a fucking mortgage. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I want to be, be. When I'm sixty years old, I want to be done in an island somewhere in Puerto Rico, just chilling, and then I'll play some shows here and there. But, but I'm not like. Do you understand? It's a business, and a lot of these guys don't treat it like a business. And a lot, it's like, I, I deal with the older guys. I'm a second generation, but the older guys, me, the guys that ruined my life, <laughs> Jimmy Gestapo, old Jimmy G from Murphy's Law. Uh, Roger Moret from fucking uh, Nazi Front, Vinny Stigma from Nazi Front, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, John Joseph from, for Chrome Mags. Like, like those, like, like when I was a kid, I wanted to be John Joseph and Harley, and but and those guys, they they're both fucked up. But I'm saying like, but I love them. I love I love John Harley not so much. But I'm saying, but they're both fucked up, and I love them. It's just like you have to understand, we are the hardcore kids. New York hardcore kids are street kids, so. Uh, where street kids aren't that that smart. And no matter what people say, they, they, like it's like all these other the, the California people, they all their families were in the business. All our families right. were either sanitation or for cops or depart the, the uh, DOT, something like that, mm-hmm. city jobs. You mean? Mm-hmm. No one thought that music you make a living out of music, especially hardcore punk. Yeah, and I mean at that time you definitely probably couldn't, but there were bands that were kind of. Making some moves like Biohazard and Anthrax no, were listen, kind of listen, were kind of moonlighting. Different, different Biohazard. I toured Biohazard like all that's how I got into music. Um, Biohazard still it's, it's a metal crossover. Yeah, I mean, yeah, which, yeah. To, which to me the best thing that ever happened to punk rock and people all all the old guys hate me for this. 
the best thing that ever happened to punk rock is the metal guy for Sam Ash that had a great fucking distortion pedal. He was like, come on, let's do this. But now we got hardcore. Yeah. I mean, got better production. Crumb Suckers, one of the best fucking first Crumb Suckers album. Best guitar players. They, better than Metallica. Better than they could play better. All, every, all those Metallica jocks, Megadeth jocks, Crumb Suckers, and DRI were hands down amazing. Yeah. For sure. To me, I, I, I'm, I, and I don't, and Metallica, I like Metallica, but I've always been like a Megadeth fan because I like the guitar shit. And I like Dave Mustaine talking all that shit and crying all the time. So, <laughs> Johnny's a little bit better. Because I, because I got red hair and it's always like redhead, redhead singers always fuck everything up. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what band. And Dave Mustaine just fucks everything up for redheads. Well, Hetfield had a little bit of red, red hue in his <laughs> hair too, you know, so you can't blame just him, but. Uh, yeah, so, hey, I definitely, we're going to talk more hardcore later, but you brought it up, Graffiti, and uh, I'm actually, and you may not know who this artist is either, but this is a Florida guy, uh, Atomico. I know Atomico. Okay, yeah, he's got his own cup now at Miami Subs Grill, so. Yo, shout out to Atomico, yo, his, yeah. yo, his, his work is dope, man. I love it, and it's Florida, you know, it's kind of Florida-based, so. He's Florida, he's Florida, shout out to Atomico. Uh, but anyway, I definitely want to get into that, into Graffiti, because I also... I do get into graffiti, and uh, oh, cool! Another thing too is uh, I think Jorge came down here not that long ago and played like Master Killer or some tracks off Master Killer or something like that. And yeah. um, after the show, I was in the parking lot and I was just walking around, and um, I've never seen one of these in real life in in here in town. But I, fi- I found this little D- KODMS sticker, which is probably not going to be seen. On- there it goes. Oh, KODMS. <laughs> yeah, KODMS on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all been stomped on and like half of it's like non-usable yeah, good, good, good. but I definitely picked yeah. it up and I was like I gotta put it in my box of shit to keep because you know I've never <laughs> seen I've only seen the t-shirts sporadically down here so yeah. it was cool because obviously there's a lot of guys from New York and New Jersey that yeah. came down for that show with Jorge and uh, a lot of the DMS crew was down here but I want to get into that but I know we have to start in the graffiti world first and all right, let's go. I like I like the graffiti world I, I moonlighted or I moonlighted I should say back in the day so, how did you get into graffiti, and at what age? I got into graffiti, um, I would say, uh, 1985. I was like, like, I got into graffiti way when I was a little kid, going to school. Right. In my neighborhood, walking to the to kindergarten like, every day, my mom, my friend Jam, and his family, they see all the graffiti in my neighborhood. The guy named in my neighborhood was a guy named Jimmy 131, mm-hmm. um, Mike 179. Mike 79, Jimmy 131, ha ha ha, uh, Craze B, all these guys. So every time I see all, all of them, it's funny because these dudes are still writing graffiti. Right, right, right. Like, That's great. <laughs> I just did a book for Urban Legends, Queens Graffiti Legends, like who influenced me. And I did a piece, a ha 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 piece. And Jimmy 131, who's ha ha ha, that's his alias, was like, yo, thank you so much. I talked to him. He's still living, still living in Woodside, Queens. Works a union guy, fucking yo. And it's yeah. like, Still doing it, bro. So nice. Graffiti, something that well, I will never. Were they buffing the trains? I'm sorry. When did they start buffing everything? Like eighty nine, they start buffing trains. Okay, because the trains used to be fucking covered, and I remember. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know that's if you were walking around. Okay, I didn't know if you were walking around at that time frame. So that wouldn't yeah. be a mind fuck. Oh, I was. I'm talking about walking. I'm. 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 I'm gonna be fifty two this year. So yeah. you know what I mean, so like. Damn. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you're you're eighty five walking the streets, seeing ups. Yeah, so I catch catching tags. Uh, it's it, my it's in the neighborhood, man. So it's like everyone's running graffiti. So it's like, I like 
I loved it. And then, uh, then getting into going at, you know, leaving your house and doing something illegal, that's like, that's like, all right, I want to tell you something right now. You know how marijuana is the gateway to do drugs? Yeah. Fucking your life up? Yeah. You do weed, they open up, you do a crack, whatever, ecstasy, whatever you do, yeah. open, so it's a gateway. Graffiti is a gateway to crime. Yeah, I can see that. Straight. Because no, you say it, the it, same, but you say the same thing, and that's the reason why I was like tempted by it. Because it was kind of like I already, it, it, I, it, I already am up late at night anyway. So why not? Yeah. When I was a kid, why not go around and write my name on things? Which sounds so yeah. stupid to somebody, you know, not into it. But that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, but I, which, and, and you have to understand, like where, where I'm from, writing writing graffiti, then that we were like, oh, we jumping on trains. Back then, it was it was like. Trains were fucked up. You, like it's like going going they're going to CBGB. It's like all of us, yeah, me, no, no, Q, no. Hoya. Mm-hmm. Like we're going we're, we're in Queens. We meet, we meet up. You know, we're living at home and stuff. So we we meet up. We don't talk to each other. We just meet up just certain certain days. Uh, we meet up Sunday at twelve o'clock noon at Seventy Fourth Street in Roosevelt. We get there. Now we're at Seventy Fourth Street Roosevelt. We gotta go on the train, jump the train. You know, we have no money. Get on the train. Go. Then we have beef with people. Well, the other graffiti writers, other crews, other gangs that we have people with doing, going to the city. So anything can happen. They yeah. go to the show. They get killed at the show. Yeah. Get stabbed, beat up, whatever. Then you got to get back on the fucking train at nighttime and go back home. Yeah. Go and, to school the next day. And, and you're dodging, you're dodging from both worlds. You get in the graffiti world and the hardcore world. You hardcore gotta, gang world, too. Yeah. It's yeah. like us. Yeah, I got to get back to it. I got to walk swivel. through the neighborhood now. Yeah. yeah. So, um... So you've been doing, I mean, do you still do graffiti? Like, or do you just, I, we'll call it art. I don't know if you do want to talk about doing street art, but do you do art? I, I do, I, I do, I do, uh, I, I, I do a lot of art lately. Like, uh, I'm going to be doing, uh, I, I, I've been doing canvases and selling canvases all over the world. So as there's artists out there that don't sell, they don't, who put, like, all my artists, but they don't do shit. I sell, I sell three canvases a, a, a month. Nice. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and is that painting or is that more graffiti styled? Yeah, it's, it's more. It's more graffiti. I I, I do my e throw up the e throwy, but I do the graph by L graph bot thing, and a lot of these people just want the New York hardcore thing. They have been like, yo, why you want it? They just want the New York hardcore symbol and uh, <laughs> yeah. the graffiti stuff. A lot, a lot of people just want the exact. I'm like, yo, bro, I could do something else. You yeah, know, I know. Yeah. Do you? But yeah, whatever. We do every once a year. Well, well, last year we did it in, in our Basel. We had a the Black and Blue Art Show. And we had every graffiti writer that the friends of us, the DMS guys, and all graffiti writers from from all over Queens and Brooklyn, Manhattan, all over the five boroughs came to Miami. We threw a big party hmm. during our battle. Then I went. Then we went to the the hip hop, uh, the graffiti thing with Ket through, and we we chilled and hung out. And I used to have beef with Ket back in the day. Yeah. I'm talking about. I'm talking about beef. You know, not, 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 not no little hardcore talking on a computer. Oh, no, 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 like, yeah. me, like me taking a, a, a bottle, stabbing in the throat three times. How'd you, you, know, how'd that, you guys settle that? I, I, I want to say something right now. I saw him at his art museum. I came up to him. And I, was, I was 30 deep. All DMS guys, guys from the Bronx. People from, listen, I'm, where I'm from, I'm from. Mm-hmm. But I hang out with people who, who from my neighborhood, Laugh at DMS, <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, yeah. like, oh, DMS, that's cute. You know, what I mean? like, dudes from my neighborhood. You know, what I mean, like, they, like, if AJ has to go down, these guys are, you know, these are real motherfucking gangsters. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so we all went together, the, the, the whole neighborhood. So my whole neighborhood, the drug dealers, my gangsters, we all went down there and went. I went up to Ken. I was like, Yo, Ken, what's up, baby? It's all good, bro. Yo, he hugged me. He said, Thank you for coming down. And I was like, No, this would be for, for like. 
I'm talking about be like uh, piss, me pistol whipping people. Yeah. Making the jaw fucking well, comas. People put comas. Now it's like we're grown up. It's either like 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 what, what am I gonna get out of that, bro? Right. You know what I mean? And these guys, you know what these guys do now? They make money out of it. And what me and my boys, what we're doing, we we still write <laughs> the wall. <laughs> I'm selling one canvas for fucking like. How much these guys are making millions? Yeah, yeah. You got you know. Like, that's life. That's life. That's like, step they, by they, step, they, step by step. You step know by step. And, and I looked at him. I said, "Yo, this is great what you're doing. But this is for the culture." And uh, for and he was like, "Thank you for God bless you for coming here and doing it, being cool." I was like, "Nah, thank you for having me. I'm sorry." I said to him, "I said I'm so sorry for whatever I did in the past. I'm sorry. I wish we could have done this. Could have so much easier right now. Right. Just, really, like right. all we did was hug each other. Okay. Hey, but that's all but, it takes sometimes is just the effort. So you know." It's it's it, it, the guys. I want to tell all you guys, all you hardcore guys, all you guys talking shit on the internet. Like, dude, you're getting older, and um, it's life's not about that, bro. Life's about fucking like, life's about fucking like sitting back and uh, achievements, or do, doing things positive in life, and all those uh, negative shit doesn't mean it's shit talking. People die over stupid stuff. Yeah, you know, life is precious. Sure. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. You know, life is and like and people like laugh oh yeah but you do this yeah don't don't um, don't look at me for to be a role model I'm just saying <laughs> yeah I'm saying listen I got problems just like everyone else everyone's like I, the problem with me is like I t I'm I'm from the heart so if if if, if it's something was bothering I'll tell you something bothers yeah. people right now would say sometimes like you know everyone has the cross to bear everyone like like like, like uh, just because I got sober doesn't mean. That I think sobers are like the sober sucks. You mean <laughs> to me? I think I'm just telling you people. Oh, it's great. No, this shit it. sucks. I but, get it. But I'm focused. I'm focused. And do, am I gonna stay sober forever? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I, 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 it's like if I want if I'm on a bar mitzvah and someone gives me a shot, man, Shevitz, I'm doing man, Shevitz. If you, it's, it's it's your birthday. I'm doing shot, Jameson with you. I wasn't a drinker. I did cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a different, it's a different Listen, vibe. Cocaine was great. You know, I, I I fucked so many bitches on cocaine. I've been, you know, uh, I'm a more rock star than any of you rock stars. Like it's like, I can't say. There's only one person the the, the only one person that could out, outdo me in, in bitches and, and rock star shit is like that would be Jared Leto. That, that, that's only the only nigga that could do it. Interesting. Everyone else, whatever. You know what I mean? And for him, it's his looks. It's not his cool attitude. It, no, no, but he's cool, man. Because I chill with him. No, I'm sure I'm, he is, but he's just, he's also like that very. I want to tell you one his story boy. will make you guys laugh. Make the whole world laugh. Right yeah, now. Let's go, Jared Leto. I'm story. banging these two. I'm banging these two strippers, right? I'm like, I say the names. The hot, hot weather, L.A. I'm destroying these bitches. You know, with cocaine, LA, Peter Green's in the other room. I'm fucking, yeah. All of a sudden, they're like, oh shit, we gotta go. I was like, what the fuck you going? She's like, go, we gotta go. And so, and this is the best thing I'm gonna tell you about my life. I go, who is that? And he goes, it's, it's Jared Leto. You know, he wants to hang out. I go, what? I say, wait, it goes, I, go, we gotta, I say, oh, God, go, go, go. He goes, I go, how is, yo, what's up? What's up? He goes, I go, how would yo how is that nigga? Is he crazy? Whatever yeah, yeah. story. She goes she goes, Yo, he's exactly like you, but he got millions of dollars. Peace. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you bitches. Yo, he goes, he's, he's an animal just like you, yeah. but he got millions of dollars. Peace. You know? Hey, but you fuck. know what? He also has some seconds that night. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying I love Jared. I love I'm, my guilty pleasure, I, I listen to thirty seconds to Mars. Oh the, yeah, the beautiful lie over and over, <laughs> like crying, driving on a tour. Well, you also, you, but you have a very eclectic taste in music because I've heard you on other interviews and you've said a wide array of 
of artists already in this short period of time that like you that your family has shown you your mom or dad but yeah, i know yeah, you've also listened to like you know uh sad boy emo music like the cure and yeah, some things like that and all, all over so i know you're well versed and i'm sure that's probably the melting pot of where you grew up yeah it, you know what so, so growing up in the same neighborhood jack's nice Siv from gorilla biscuits is there so growing up uh, i used to see Siv and all these guys and we used to call them sham boys or sh- like shams and the, the, the you know, new wave shit. Yeah. So the guys in my corner, the Bowden brothers and the, the, the O'Briens, used to beat the shit out of fucking sipping all the the new punk rock. The new wave was like they'd be like, yeah, throw like garbage cans at them. I'm like, oh, I got a skateboard. Poor guys didn't even know. They're like, yeah. they're like 1985. Like, yo, what the fuck? The guys in my neighborhood were crazy. You know, the Zuku guys. They were like, if you look different back then, if you now it's all cool in games. You go to hot topic, hot topic, get your t-shirt. Back then, you had to go always to number the records. And yeah. walk through all these fucking animals, <laughs> and, and you're a punk rocker, and you and you and you listen. All right, we, we left. If you're any, if you're my, from my neighbor, and, and Jack's right has a big gay population, like always. His the biggest cocaine growing up. Jackson Heights was the biggest coke, but Griselda moved to Jackson Heights. Mm. She's uh, from Colombia, and she did everything yeah, to yeah, Jackson yeah, Heights. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's all Colombian. So my neighborhood, pe- families were dying, killed, cartels, you know what I mean? They had mob. It was like gangs and gangs. It was like crazy. But everyone partied. Everyone was doing cocaine like crazy. You know what I mean? And I tell you right now, Jackson Heights was so fucking crazy. I would listen to all the New Wave kids. I, I went to school, went to school with, and they would listen to The Cure. And I'd be like, what the fuck is this fucking? You know, they, they yeah, all the time, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I love The Cure. You know, all, like, of sudden, like, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it just... You start hitting the vibe, you hit a vibe, and all of a sudden you're done. (laughs) No, but you you really can't admit it to the the, the Guido assholes. They're like, you fucking, yo. And now I listen to it, I will fucking, if someone fuck with uh, Robert Smith right now in front of me, I will beat them down. Yeah. Hey, on (laughs) site, so yeah. The the, the cure pictures of you are my favorite fucking uh, song in the world. So, Rob. Celebration, best album. Yeah, Rob, if you're out there and you need some fucking security, security work, DMS has got your back. Um, yeah, that's tight. So let's talk about like the, the differences in hardcore. Cause obviously like we were talking before yeah. we got on here about, you know, people on the internet and this, and the other, uh, you came from a, I mean, not that you come from a different time, but you know, you came from a different era where there, the internet wasn't really pop, you know, popular, wasn't even a thing back in the early no. days when you were going to shows and shit. And, you know, people said things and, you know, like there's freedom of speech and stuff like that. This, that, and the yeah, other, listen, there's also uh, consequences. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the problem. A lot. Of, listen, the, 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 I understand. Like a lot of the older guys get mad when people talk shit. I, I, I still get mad because there's trolls and the guys who say something about you, like, "Oh, you owe this money for you, or you're a kid or something." I'm like, "Yo, listen, I never. If I had some problem with someone, if I didn't like a band, I would never like. You know, some guys who just like talk shit to the band. I'm like, yo, like, I, that was never myself. If I didn't like a band, I just didn't watch or go to the bar or something. I mean, there's people who are just miserable in life." And they'll say stuff like if even if if I don't like a band, let's say let's say my, uh, you had a band, I'll be like it's not my, I couldn't even diss it because I who am I to diss it? I'll be like it's not my cup of tea. But if you like a Treyu and it sounds like a Treyu, so you would be fans of this band. I would never diss someone. You know what I mean? And I know that because today Danny is liking a Treyu tweets, so he's speaking yeah, what he's no, preaching. I love it. You know what's funny? The guy, the drummer for a Treyu, uh, a, a long time ago, uh, uh, Jamie was doing was doing. Uh, Headbangers Ball, he was my manager at the time. Mm-hmm. I used to sit in the back, wait for him in a MTV. And all of a sudden, 
He's like, yo, the guy said, yeah. I was like, why are you making me do this? Oh, these bands, I hate these bands. Everything. Also, the guy, the train guy came in, the drummer goes, yo, I, I seen Scarhead and VOD. I love you guys. I was like, I felt like a dick yeah. because everyone I everyone I said talk shit about was a fan of Scarhead or Crown Thorns, yeah. and everyone was cool. It's 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 it's, 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 it's they're always the coolest guys. Yeah. Right? So I always always like like. It's funny when bands like people love my music. I'm like, I look at them like, like Davey AFI. I'm like, Dave, you're fucking like a, like, you know, a mm-hmm. god. Mm-hmm. Vocals. And he's like, he used to come to all the Scar shows. When he got, and I'd be like, yo, what up, Davey? He would have his little fucking umbrella come over and kiss me. Oh, Davey, what's up? I'd be like, that's you gotta watch that guy at the strip club. He's the one gonna go bag your girlfriend. That guy. Oh yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, you turn your head and you He'll put your hand all of a sudden. Your girl's gone. With yeah, Davey. everyone's gone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like what. What are the biggest differences, not only on like you know the shit talking front, but like in hardcore in general that you've noticed over the long tenure that you've been a part of it, and like what what are like some of the positives and what are some of the negatives? So we'll we'll go both right, right, angles. Right, we'll laugh. Uh, all right, so Always. we got the older guys. Got the older guys. You know, especially uh, they, they. I can't say. You got kids who are really smart and grew up on the internet, and you can never destroy them. So no matter. So I t- I got I got my, some some people I know some people some 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 brothers I know they get all crazy talk shit and I'm looking at them like yo you and this person just is destroying them yeah. and I can't stop laughing because I'm like yo you you just get off the fucking internet yeah. these kids these kids are right they know everything about you they're gonna destroy you and they're like I can't even text and I'm like like and 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 the, the kids are smart nowadays they're smarter. And I'm like, it's just not even worth it. They're like, they're getting destroyed, and mm-hmm. then they're, they're just like, you can't win. Just get off the fucking internet, bro. Yeah. Right? Sometimes it's just like, it. And you know, if someone says something to you, the first thing to me is like, it's hard for me not to be like, go fuck yourself, I'm getting whatever. But I treat people with respect all the time. Like, like you said, I talked to, you, hey, we, we're laughing about jokes because like a lot of people in here that just start talking shit. Like also, like you said, when Gavin hit, hit the thing. When I posted that, people were like, you know, Nazi facts. I was like, what the fuck? I yeah. was like, it's like when Dominique Wilkins dunked on someone's in the thing, and the, and the guy goes, oh, Dominique Wilkins, he, I don't know what the, that guy, I don't know about that guy's back, background who's the commentator of the sports thing. He can fucking bitch out myself. I don't know. Yeah. But, but I'm just doing for the highlights. You know? <laughs> it's so weird, these motherfuckers. Oh, they just, it, and you say something, they're gonna twist the words around. It's hilarious. So that's why you asked me. I'll tell you the real story. That whole, that whole, the whole crazy thing was there's no hipsters in two thousand one. Come on, yeah. But that was just a, a crazy shit. Shit happens in life. I just, I laugh at all the stuff. But you hear a lot of fucking crazy stories about me. But I'll tell you what's true or not true. And, it, and sometimes I'm, I'll laugh about. It, sometimes I'm not so proud about them. But I'm not gonna lie about it. <laughs> right. You know, I'll, I'll tell you straight up what happened in my yeah. life. You know what I mean? Do you um. About that, because there's so many like urban legends and myths about about you, right? So like, how is that to be like, uh, you know, kind of like a walking urban legend, so to speak? Is that glitching? Is that... It's glitching in the audio, yeah, or the video, yeah, yeah. I think you're good now. Yeah, you're good now. So what, what like, what do you want to add? There's so many fucking fucked up. Listen. No, no, no. But what's it like? I mean, you don't have to actually tell us the story, but like, no, what's it, it like just being the, people, be the source people, of all people, that? When, when people meet me, they think I'm like six foot five and full of steroids. <laughs> like they think I'm like Hulk Hogan or something. I'm like a macho man or the ultimate warrior like that. Like, ah, I, listen, you see, I, I like, like, I like, I, I like talking. I like making, making jokes. I like, but I'd rather have a good time than a bad time. You know, mm-hmm. I like, uh, 
putting people together. I put so many people together uh, career-wise, uh, music-wise, and everything. I just want people to enjoy life. You know, to do. Uh, I like. I want musicians to work together, make money, and do some good music. You know I mean I like people hanging out together. I like putting the hip hop, the fuck hip hop, the graffiti, put the rap. And put the fucking the the hardcore punk influence and the metal all together, and be like, oh, that's why I do Diablo Fest. Put everyone together, get yeah. the graffiti, get the hip hop, get the fucking uh, southern punk rock, you know, stuff like that, all together. But it's all all together. It's a, it's a punk rock attitude, man. Graffiti, all that's just punk rock to me. Yeah, it's not really a, a sound. It's an attitude. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's, it's street. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why when I, there's so many people I grew up with. In my neighborhood, and I, I I travel in the world, and I see them, and the rappers are like, "Yo, what's up?" And people die laughing, like, "Oh, you guys are friends?" No, we grew up together. Mm -hmm. Not friends. I, it wasn't like like me and Hoya, or like, "Oh, we're gonna do a." Well, we met in a hardcore show. Me and Hoya are fucking friends first, then we did hardcore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 it's just, we're from the same neighborhood. It has nothing to do. We're from the same neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Corona, Jackson Heights, Queens. We're from Queens. Even Craig ahead, you know, from Craig from Sick Roll, like. He's the one that basically I tell him ruined my life. Right? He's the one that taught all of us. He was older, but he was younger, so he was like, we looked up to him, and he would he would teach us everything yeah. about girls and everything. Like he's, well, I'm like always said, Craig, you're the scumbag and broke Like yeah. we know the real Craig ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's funny that you say you ruined your life because I also think the same thing when I look back at like, uh, uh, uh developing a, a love for hardcore and metal. Yeah. I feel like it does ruin your life oh, because it, it, it you get so it. stuck in that small, like, little niche. You know, you want to be a part also, of that so bad. It also, it also helps you out so much. Man. Of course. Like, hardcore, hardcore, like, like, That's another reason why I got drawn to it because it was very positive and uplifting and the brotherhood, like you yeah. said earlier, it's like it was that. And it, not that I wasn't getting that elsewhere. It's just like I'd never really seen that outside of, like, maybe, like, a family or so to speak, like a tight-knit yeah, family. Yeah, it, so it, 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 it was really, really intriguing. And that's what, you know, the – the heaviness and the brutal the brutality of it obviously brought me into it but like the culture was part of it too so and and, and you know down in florida when i like like when i when i see the guys from obituary and i say uh, trevor perez and uh and i'm like you know they they all their backgrounds are hardcore too there's yeah. metal hardcore, it's, just, it's there it's been there it's a it's a punk rock you know coc all those everything's like this but down there so it all comes from punk rock. It all comes from the punk rock scene. Like, and I always laugh because I talk to the older, older guys. Like, I talk to Dick Manitoba from the, from the Dictators. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Who's really them and Dead Boys start and, and the Ramones started fucking punk rock. Think right, about right, it. Right, 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 yeah. So, you know, so I, I always talk to uh, Dick Manitoba. I'm like, what's up? We got to do a song today. He's like. He's like, I'm not really too big on the hardcore. <laughs> he tells me I'm saying. He's like, oh, he's like sixty something. I'm like, I'm like yelling like like sixty eight. I'm like, we got, I gotta do something with, with you. You you started like, the dictators opened up for Kiss in Madison Square Garden. Now that's fucking crazy. Yeah, well, see, that's oh, another, that's, that's another thing. Like, cause they're like, again, doubling back to like, why isn't hardcore as big as metal? Like, but they like you. There were times where like there were opportunities. I feel like, you know, these bands. They might not be like current hardcore, what we would consider current hardcore, but they are like the starting of it, the start of it, right? Like they're yeah. on the same stage in the same venues almost as like these huge bands, yeah. but they didn't get that. They just didn't get that oh, little. Yeah. Uh. I, got, I got something to tell you, make you laugh. Uh, and everyone knows who made you right there. There's a, there's a thing called the New York Hardcore Curse. And the New York Hardcore Curse is is like ba uh, bands like uh, 
every band that has was down with New York hardcore somehow, like the, the whatever guitar player, bass player, producer, they try to be in something else. They try to be something, and they never got big. Like this, I I'll prove it like this. Like, uh, what's the what's the band? Uh, snap, so, snap me on prong, prong. prong. My boys, uh, uh, Tommy Prong. They would they opened up for Black Sabbath. Yeah, Remember that they opened a Man Square Garden, and no one cared. We, I, I, I cared. But the world did not give a fuck. Prong was humongous. Well, uh, Quicksand, b- best band yeah. in the world. They went on tour, and I love Quicksand. They almost made it. Oh, never made it. They never made it big as the Deftones made it like that. But every band almost made it. But they had the New York hardcore curse, and it would, t- it would drag you down into the abyss. <laughs> That's yeah. it. It's like a curse. It's a curse, bro. Is that still? Do you think that's still going on? Because like now the hardcore, yeah. hardcore yeah. is getting pretty big. There's pr- some pretty big bands yeah, out there. I'm talking about like the new, even the New York hardcore guys. Is like, like I was signed to uh, Travis Barker and LaSalle Records, right? I was uh, uh, Tim Armstrong signed me, and every time we put something out, it, it, it got like it got sued or fucking shelved or some, some crazy shit. All and everything was everything was that music was there. It was this crazy thing that that. I just chalk it up to the cor- the curse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they're out there hating on the hardcore. I mean, it could yeah. it could be a thing. You never know. Uh, no, listen, all of them. Look, listen, all of them. Okay, so Craig Sitari knows. Sick of it all knows about the curse. Everyone knows about the curse. Not but there are but there are some bands that like you just like sick of it all. Like an agnostic front, they still yeah, are out yeah, there listen, doing listen, it. Listen, I went on tour with them. We killed it. But I'm saying, but then you go to the No Effect show and see they're fucking. They don't have the yeah. curse. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> different levels, yeah. There's totally fucking different levels. Flogging right. Molly, right. MXPX, there's, there's yeah, no, no effects. effects. Yeah. Come on, bro. All those guys—they're making fucking Pennywise. They're making bad yeah. religion. God, Pennywise, those guys are Pennywise making money. Doing like front, a, they're thirty years later. Is, yeah, but say, but Nazi Front is is making it's not making as much as Bad Religion and fucking Pennywise and these guys no. in the way. How you're in no. you're you're in there. You're in the industry a little bit more. How how why is that? Because we're fucking stupid New Yorkers, and we're fucking we're like, crabs in a bucket, right? Crabs in a bucket. Yeah, we we they 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 everyone in California family are, are from. Um, how can you say? When you go to California, you realize, oh, that famous person, that famous person, oh, that's so so's doors. Everyone's related. Everyone's got their foot in the door over there in the industry. So so they out they they actually try to outdo each other. So they'll be like, oh yeah, my my son's new band. I got the best uh, a lawyer for them, the best uh, logo mm. guy, the best uh, PR person. New York guy, my, my my father's like, what the fuck are you doing, retard? Get a fucking regular job. Right? That's like, like, come on. Yeah. No, yeah, I think that's a lot of East Coasters uh, grow, growing up. I mean, my fucking family was definitely that, and I was in a band at the time, so they, they did not support that idea at all at no. the time. Why, why, why? They, they can't. Imagine, imagine me, Hoya, and Q. And then, yeah, and then Freddie Manball's ugly face, sixteen years old, hanging out at my mom's house, and like my father came home and like, get the fuck out of here! What the yeah, fuck's yeah. wrong? Here? Get the fuck out of you, fucking hoodlums! You know I mean? can understand that. I could see that in my head, and it's funny <laughs> ass. It's funny ass uh, visual. Um, so being from New York and being from a time and a place where you know they were probably in your like crew of people. I know DMS was started with like a mixture of cultures of people. Uh, so I'm assuming your hardcore shows were also a mix of cultures and people of color and all this and the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I noticed when I started going to shows early on, and again, I'm from a different area than you are in general, but I've noticed that people of color weren't really around in the, at oh, the, you at got, the shows. Oh, you were in Jacksonville? Yeah. 
Well, let us get it, Pete. That's why. Yeah, why not? I get, I get it. I get it. We got Molly yeah, Hatchet. Yeah, yeah, it. it's, it's no matter. Listen, it. I understand because that's another thing too. Because around the world, it wasn't diverse like us. So, so people like it's like when people say skinhead, they think people skinheads are all just Nazis. I mean, so a lot of people don't know that, man. So when when we had shaved heads in our neighborhood, imagine how those people looked at us. Like no. yo, fucking, why? What's wrong? You, you guys had skin, but like you're like in your crew and in your DMS crew and in your like yeah. friend base, you had skinheads that weren't even white, right? Like you had other no, people. We all we we're, we're, we're black, right. Albanians, Muslims. Uh, I will say because like growing Turks. up, growing up, skinhead to me, and again, I don't necessarily know the real no, yeah, real yeah, point. A lot of people, but it was a bad, it was a bad, yeah, 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 it was a bad term. So yeah. even today, even when you say it today, it's like that's yeah. probably a bad term. But uh, yeah, no, I mean. It just was New York the only place that, that really was going on. That there were so many people. I, I, could, like, I, I, I know that uh, Philly, DC, Boston, but but they even when us were growing up, the older guys there were a lot of Nazis before we could listen. When we came up, there were Nazis on the scene. Yeah, because it was just a punk rock thing. Like you know, the old Nazi that's Nazi so so. When we came on the scene, we were like, "Yo, what's up?" And they. And they didn't like us. Like the older, older guy, the, the Roger had to fucking had to sit down with all these older guys all the time because we were fucking them up. And then they were like, "Yo, we can't beat them. We join them." <laughs> we were like, "Yo, we're, we're here." We're, and we just like we policed the scene. Like when we took care of all the Nazi skinheads. So when people talk about, "Oh, you guys don't do this and that. That's racist." I'm like, "Yo, we were fighting Nazis, like real Nazis. <laughs> like dudes in Allentown, Pennsylvania, were fucking Zeke hiling us with the fucking with the belly and a little mustache and coming out from like oh, Nazis, Nazis coming down. Yeah. We would fight them." Everywhere, Connecticut, Boston, anywhere we went, we fought them. Did people get hurt? Yeah, people got hurt. Did people get a hustle? Some people never made it. Some people never woke up. You yeah, mean? Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. So that happened. you heard the stories, and we're, we're, we're from a culture that is like, yo, we're, we're from that gang culture too. You know what I mean? Just because I, we don't do this, that, it's the world. You know, my, my thing is you respect me, I respect you. You yeah. mean? Like if I and it, it always be like how are you like this racist kid how you, I'm like this guy has a swastika on him I'm like yo first of all that guy just got out of jail and he need that guy right there if you don't know anything about the world he needed that swastika to live in jail <laughs> so just leave him alone he's yeah. not a Nazi right just leave yeah. the guy alone he he's got out of jail he did what he had to do he's out here he just wants to watch fucking. No effects or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The reason I the reason I asked that is because you you in the last couple of years and the last decade for sure you yeah. started seeing more representation of people of you know non-white backgrounds in general in in hardcore and yeah. uh, I know that whenever I watch like old documentaries of like New York hardcore from the eighties and all that stuff yeah I'm always like how is it just now we're get like how is it just now that like other races are really getting into hardcore whereas in the birthplace of this scene it was always a mix mixing pot of people in, in color and it was just it's really always, strange always I, like that it's, I uh, we grew, that's how we grew up it was like and it's, it and we always like it's growing up and then the kids now today they can't say anything to each other and we would we would make fun of each other all day you know but all of us like we had like chinese like narc his name is the chinese mike we have so many mics oh that's chinese mike oh that's that's a, that's, that's chinese dave you know what I mean? it's like and that's how we talk to each other no one was offended like you know, like we made jokes and Jew Jew jokes all the time i'm jewish they make jewish jokes on me i never fucking that's what yo listen having red hair 
and fucking being from Queens, your mother fucking black, and black and Puerto Rican, dark, and you have a red afro. You're fighting and Jewish. Yeah. I, was, I, was born, I was born Jewish. So, Is like, that why you're so tough and wanting to entertain? You just like, were donned That's why, it? yeah. I got for fighting, fighting people every day for, for stupid shit. It's like, they, they call you a nigger, spick, Jew. You didn't even know what to say to me. They, just everything came to my way. Uh, That's it. Yeah, That's I, it. But I, it made me and made me have a good sense of humor too. He said the jokes are fucking hilarious too. So people, my father used to say the craziest things, and we all just start laughing. It's just like people are too caught up in all these things, the feelings. It's like, yo, bro, you only live once, and you're gonna die. It's yeah. like, just have fun. And that's a good segue for the comments. And you, you were, ta- <laughs> we were talking about comments earlier. <laughs> It's good because you you're an art you know you're an artist and you've done yeah. you know you've definitely been featured on the website once or twice before. Uh, yes, I should probably. I was waiting for a time to bring this up, but you know I wanted oh. to I wanted to show my Scarhead CD. Oh shit, that's cool. I got cool. The Scarhead CD here. And one other thing, really quick, I wanted to ask: Was it just Victory Records that was wanting to do? Yes, Victory Records. Yeah, yeah, but was it Victory Records because that just wanted to have like the name in big bold across the the spine because hate breed, always, you know you're, yeah you you and hate breeds are like cd are right next to each other in my collections and like i was like who bit that first but obviously there's their album came out in 97 so i don't want to say you bit <laughs> it but obviously maybe maybe tony at victory was like hey we're just gonna have all big font big block font he, on the side he, tony, listen a lot of people don't like tony tony's always tony could be a little weird but tony's always good to me you yeah. mean like i, I and there's a lot of, lot, of, lot of crazy stuff that happened. People don't know how we got signed to Victory. It was a lot of crazy shit. Well, you know what I mean? can we talk about it? <laughs> you, you asked a question, I'll answer it. But I'll just say, like, how'd you get signed? How'd you get signed to Victory? Uh, I basically threatened him. I think like, oh, like, it happened, happened a few times in my career. Like, like, uh, I feel like, like, I did, like, two people I know I threatened. Is that why he was? One. Is that why he might have been just good to you the entire time then? Because he was always maybe a f- slightly fearful of maybe you breaking his arm or leg or kneecap. He's from Chicago. Chicago guys are usually tough, right? That, 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 they're definitely almost a Brooklyn type. Yeah. There's some mob. There's some mob mentality out there. Mafia mentality. But but the, yeah, they they at first it was like something like we had beef with the integrity stuff, the whole integrity thing, and uh. Something happened, and I told him, I, you know, I think Tech was supposed to play somewhere in New York. And I said, yo, listen, they're playing New York. This is where the beat was on. I, and he's, he's had some band. I thought, was it Tree or something from Boston? Uh, well, they're cool with me, too. But before that, he had to, they were supposed to be, like, bodyguarding him. And I told him, I said, yo, called him up. I said, any band comes in with these guys, I want to kill all of you. <laughs> and I want to rob you guys and destroy everything you can do. And he's like, do you have a, a cool, call me. I called him. He's like, do you have a record deal? I said, no. It is It's quite interesting how, like, there's, you know, because in our little world, in the hardcore, yeah. there's only, like, really, like, a handful of those early labels that really did, you know, the Lord's work, so to speak, and getting, a, like, a lot of this stuff off the ground. Tony, one they, of they, them. They, 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 victory was everywhere. Right, bro. right. Tony's one of them. Uh, we, and Sorry, go ahead. We, we, can, we can laugh. About, I can laugh about it because it's a, at, one, at one point, my, that, thank God that he did that for Scarhead, you know, we he put out Kings of Crime and that album. Kids all go crazy still yeah. for, for the album. Yeah. I, I, I did the artwork. I remember going to Tony's house and uh, going out there and doing the artwork, and staying out there for because it was like the head of the art art director. Like this is before for computers. Yeah, are you like, like are you like cutting and pasting these? Cutting and pasting. Yeah. You know, like I, I got I had to bring all the books, all the pictures there. I had to bring up books. 
like a, 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 the whole thing that yeah, I you're, said. You're cutting and pasting all, those, all the... Yes, all those pictures. Yeah. I had a Xerox them and shit. It was crazy, bro. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, but yeah, I did all that by hand over there and it came back home and 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 we became friends. And, you know, it's like a lot of people, a lot of bands, I like, like, uh, I happened to be a, 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 I had beef with someone. I don't even want to say the person's name, but I, uh, we're cool now. And we just, we, I just did a book with him. But something happened. He had beef with one, one of my DMS brothers, my boy Mackie, and I knocked out the guy. It was like bad. It was like, it was like for a few days, he was knocked out. He was in a coma. But when he came out, I said, I'm sorry. I saw him. I said, hey, I'm sorry about the day. I just had to do you. And he knew that he was wrong. Before the fair one, I knocked him out and it almost killed him. And I was like, Sorry, then he then he signed my band, one of my other bands. <laughs> so we got, I got a deal out that too. But still, that's how we're like. And now me and homeboy, I'm not saying his name because right, we're, right, right. But we're, we're friends and we're cool. But I'm like, like, how crazy is that? You're like, like I almost killed this guy. Yeah, right? yeah. No, I mean, that, that's but that's the world. Wild. Because my mind, my, my mind, this guy shook my hand after I did that and like offered me a record deal. That's a deal. Not, and I'm not, I'm not threatening nobody. If they, and he was a good person. You mean? Mm -hmm. And. It, and I told him too. This is crazy. I'm telling the whole world right now. <laughs> Even though my boy is my DMS brother, just just to everyone over here, I want the little talking. Even though my boy's DMS brother is in the wrong, I, I, I told him. I said, "Hey, listen. I'm sorry. I knocked you out and everything, but, but I had to do. It's my brother. My, but even if my, he's in the wrong, I'm still gonna take my brother's back and knock you out." I'll grab my brother later on and be like, you fucking asshole. You, you were wrong. You're a fucking dick. And now I got to do this. But I have to do that. my brother. You mean? Yeah, and that's it. That's just how it is. So when people, oh, fuck you, DMS. I know some of my brothers are fucking weirdos. And some of my brothers are assholes in the mouth. Or, but they're my brothers. So if you're going to say something about one of my brothers, don't get, don't get stupid. If I slap the shit out of you in front of, in front of a thousand people, I don't care. I get sued. I'll go to jail. And two other brothers would come out and smack the shell you too. Find out where you live and do the same thing. It's, yeah. it, it's, 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 so stop. It's not a no win situation. Just be nice. Be nice to me. I'll be nice to you. That's yeah. how it is. That's and a good. A lot of these people never got smacked in the mouth. So yeah, that's the problem. I agree. I agree. Especially these days. That's a good segue because one of the things I definitely wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> one of the definitely I wanted to talk to you about was violence, and uh, yeah. you know that's a prevalent uh, thing in hardcore. And uh, I was curious as to your view on that uh, in general. I want to know your view on like the you know the right. mosh pit you know violence that goes on. It's so cra it's so crazy now. The kids how they dance, but was it worse uh, before or, or is it easier you now? Know what? It was sometimes. It was, yeah, you know what? Some guys have chains and fucking bats back in the day. It was a different world. Because you're talking about getting stabbed and all this, and the brass knuckles and all these other things. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, but you know, they, but then again, but the punk rockers running around with their fucking the studs purposely and hitting people. It's the same thing. You, you, you lose an eye. Fucking, you know I mean like it's it's it is what it is. I, I think more people get hurt. On a, on a football, football of course, field. Of course. Yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not trying to point fingers. Literally baseball game, the, the mosh pit. <laughs> we're not know? trying to point fingers. I'm just kind of, I'm just trying to <laughs> draw a coordinate, you know, a, a line between no, but, yeah, old but school it's and violent, new school. It's a, it's a violent, listen, the aggression, uh, imagine when you're a kid, there's only, you don't have an outlet, that many outlets, you're a kid. 
So you got to go back to your mom and dad's house or single parent's house or your, your grandmother's house, your aunt's, and you got to deal with them and they have their own problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have, a, you have an uncle that's a fucking drug addict. You know, your mother's drunk. You mean you have a boyfriend that beats your mom? You know, it's a lot. Of, the music's the only way to escape. So when you come out and you hear that music, you don't know what to do. Some people don't have uh, graffiti, can't draw, came in, have uh, uh, don't uh, don't have motor skills to talk to people. So they're pent up in them. You mean that's why kids do drugs? That's why kids go crazy in EDM music and fucking raves. It's like <laughs> it's an outlet. So when you go to hardcore kids, no matter how. First of all, all hardcore kids, punk rock kids are fucked up in the head. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. It's no matter what. And that's why they're joined together. But, you know, you see other kids, punk rock kids are fucked up, but there's other kids out there that are fucked up too and they don't have nothing, nothing to get out. So that's why all those juggalos fucking love fucking <laughs> ICP. They're like all these white trash kids. Hey, and they, they, adopt, no they, they also adopted mosh, mosh culture too. They're, 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 a lot of those guys, like, I want to tell you something. You know how many Kings of Clients records? When I do like a, a my hip hop stuff, and I, I tour with a lot of juggalo like artists, mm -hmm. and it's also that come out juggalos. And I'm like, oh, they, I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers are freaky. And also, like, they, they have a Kings of Crime or Drugs in My Sex EP. And I signed it for them. Yeah, it's crazy. Or Scarhead tattoos. How crazy is that? Yeah. Are they young? Are they younger kids too? No, the older, older, older dudes. dudes the, the young, the younger kids respect it. The young, the younger artists really respect it. So I know some artists right now that. that Look at me as like a like the whole thug core rapping thing. They like their first rap thing they ever heard was the transplants. Uh, so that's even crazy to me. Yeah. So that bugs me the fuck out. You, know, you got so a lot. Like, of, a lot you, you got a lot of entry points, Danny. You know, like a lot of these kids don't even know that. I, like the the the, 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 rap, the rap shit I do. A lot of kids don't know even know about the, the hardcore stuff till later right, on. Right, right, right. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm just a hardcore kid. I I do hardcore rap. I, I, you know, I grew up with fucking rap, real rappers, Coogee rap and fucking yeah. nuts. Like, I just saw, I was just listening to Ice Cube on Rogan's podcast and they were talking yeah. about his entry points and how he's got like, you know, he started with NWA, which is like one spectrum, yeah. but then he does like the, are we there yet movies for like, you know, PG Amazing. movies. And he's like, you know, those kids can in, get introduced to him at that age, but then they can find like, you know, a different movie your barbershop at 11 <laughs> and then they can yeah. find like Friday at 14 and then if they're old enough they can find like NWA or something like that and you know it's kind of like well, the how, same for you but you know small, it's, it's, smaller it's, hardcore scale, scale. I, but you know what I say all the time is alright check this out whenever I see an artist that I love like like an artist that I'm like oh that dude, the person is interesting then I'm like no it's something else I really like this artist then you understand it always goes back to punk rock like Viggo Mortensen well, Viggo Morrison is one of the greatest actors. I always like. I, I heard that he like he was best friends with uh, Dar Darby Crash with the Germs, and his wife was homegirl from X. Yeah, his ex-wife. Yeah. So I'm like, he's a punk rock guy. The homegirl that was in the Signs and Lambs. The, the girl Carrie, was in the Carrie Fisher. Carrie, Not Carrie the, Fisher. Was it Carrie? No, no, no. The, the Signs and Lambs. She was. Uh, she's a famous uh, actress. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. The, the girl from girl. the Sphere. That she was in the you Sphere know, movie too. She was. In, she's the girl in, in, in the put the. She's the girl that they have in the science lamps under. They put in the pit. In the pit, that girl. That girl's a hardcore girl. She's. A, she's a casting agent now, but she's amazing. And it's, it's the same people. You could tell what someone actor or Jimmy Foster. Edge. No, no. It's, 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 I forgot to get the girl's name. I'm lost. But, uh, yeah. but even even like let's say Bjork. You look at Bjork. And I love Bjork. Right. Mm -hmm. Bjork's my fucking one of my favorite artists. But she was on that. On her first. Her first band was on tour. 
on, on, on with the crass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the label like a, with mm-hmm. the crass. It's crass's label. So that's fucking punk rock, bro. That's like real shit. That's no. why I love York. It so is. When, it's crazy to find out who's who fucks who like listens to hardcore or is in hardcore. It's in like a in the entertainment world where it'd be like either yeah. sports or TV movies or anything like that. Because they're all out there. We're all out there. What, what's the, what's the guy? What, uh, what's the homeboy's name? Uh, from uh, he gets all uh, John. Uh, he does the, 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 the show, the political show. John, is it John? Well, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy who took uh, over for the Daily Show guy, Stephen Colbert. What, what, John Stewart. John Stewart. 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 Yeah, Stewart. Hardcore. Stewart. Hardcore. Yeah, yeah. yeah he used to be those city guards. Like, I remember one time I saw him, and I was, I was delivering liquor. And he was like, "Oh shit!" Ground talking. We were like, we were like the, the way he first got big. But I'm saying it's all hardcore, and it's cool that those guys always have that edge. You can yeah. tell you're like, "Oh, I know something is a hardcore." You mean so? I'm a hard, listen, I might make jokes about hardcore and the people in hardcore, but I actually love it. It's, it's part of my culture. But that's, and but I, that's why you do I, it, Danny. Because you love that's it. That's and... why I, 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 I can make the jokes. But I see and from outside looking in, like all my fucking family and stuff, like, and my friends who who are like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. But they, they they come to all my shows. And they're yeah. like, "This is crazy." But it's I bring my neighborhood culture and where I'm from into my music. Everything. So a lot of people can't understand it. They, they don't understand it. They don't understand how we are. Like, like, like it's one of Queens for me is is my my mecca, my world, and I love it, man. I love I love being around all different nationalities and the religions and people and creeds. It's it's. It's a beautiful thing. Like when people talk about all this uh, transgender stuff like that, it's always been in Jackson Heights. Always the, the, the transvestites and yeah, I mean gay it's people. always been around it, for sure. It's always been you know like growing growing up and you know, I'm, I'm on my block. So when people are like oh this that bothers you, I'm like why why does that person bother you? They, they, actually, if it wasn't for gay people, the world would suck. It would be the ugliest, most horrible, dark world. In the world, gay people bring joy and, and music to music and arts, and makes the world beautiful. So, and, and I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I think they're, they're like, and people are like, oh, you're like, 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 yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an alpha male, but I'm, I'm secure in my, my masculinity. Right. It doesn't bother me anything. You know what I mean like, 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 but my ex girlfriend, my ex girlfriend, like eight years in the whole nightlife shit, and I used to go everywhere with her. You know what I mean all her friends, something like, I have nothing against. Anyone, you don't hurt children, and you don't hurt, you don't hurt, you don't hurt children, you hurt women, you're good with me. You mean know? that's yeah. it, Danny? I think that's a good spot to lead us off on to kill it, <laughs> right? Positive note, yeah. positive note, positive note. He'll also discard that is a cheap plug. Nice, yeah. Generation generators of violence, generators of violence. We're talking about violence. It's, it's a good tie in. We're, we're tying in a lot of things here. We're tying I'm in sorry, a lot. But, of but just, I got Chadwick McCoy from Gym Class Heroes. Uh, Lars Fredrickson of Rancid, Rancid yep. and my boy Cashwan of Show Me the Body on this. Nice. Well, we definitely would like to have you back on as much as possible. You know, we got a lot of hey, things yo, going thank on. Thank you so much for this. This is actually like I'm. Uh, I want to say like like uh, if you if you like hard shit, like like go to listen to my music. I got you know, go to forcefirerecords.com, check it out. Uh, Supreme Force. Uh, Syndicate is a new group I'm doing super group with all these people check it out I got uh, what else you got acting you got you got acting, acting. you got art you got all Crash your old system. bands 
TV series on Tubi. On yep. Tubi. Crown of Thorns, Scarhead. DannyJabbleMerch.com. Uh, new Ice Pick, hopefully coming soon. We didn't even talk we about fucking faster. Ice Pick, dude. We didn't even talk about none of that, so we got to get you back on. <laughs> Damn. You got a lot. We, there's a lot. There's a lot of Yo, jo- Everyone hit up jo- Jamie Joster. Ice Pick is out right now on Spotify and stuff. You can get it now. Oh, we, cool. And we, we're putting out new vinyl remastered Ice Pick. Nice. Well, again, even better to end it on that. Danny. I DJ a, day, uh, a band called They Live also. What else? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? A shout out to Piss, Danny Jowell versus Pissmark coming out soon. Uh, and Danny Jowell and West Nile Fallen Sun coming out soon. And uh, all, of, all of, uh, you can also, they all, live. Of, all of Danny's shit, all of his socials yeah. are going to be in the show notes. So check that out. Follow Danny. Thank check him out. Thank It'll be all thank good. Thank you so much. Peace, real wolf. Hey, everyone. This is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.